one podcast. Mining the Magic the Gathering subreddits for salt. This is The Howling Salt Mine. It's The Howling Salt Mine. The Howling Salt Mine. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the how. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Already. That stays. <laughs> uh, put this at the end of the episode. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Howling Salt Mine. I'm your host, Sam. And as always, I am joined by my two co hosts, Mike and Tony. Say hey, guys. Hey. Hello. All right. So, welcome to the Howling Salt Mine. Uh, if this is your first time tuning in, which it is, because this is our first episode. <laughs> um, this is a podcast all about uh, mining the salty discourse from the EDH subreddit and other Magic the Gathering subreddits. We 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 don't you know we don't uh, discriminate there, but we do generally see a lot of salt <laughs> in the EDH subreddit. <laughs> yeah, so it's filled with it. I mean, we don't discriminate, but we do go where the the veins are rich. So this podcast, we're we're just having lighthearted chats about uh, salty posts. We're looking for for that salt. But Sam, what is salt? Great question, Tony. <laughs> uh, salt is it, it's a feeling, it's a mood, uh, it's a mind state. Salt comes from the frustrations that you feel in the game. Uh, it comes from playgroup drama. It comes from power imbalances at the table comes from like a sudden turn of events that often screws you over in a negative way or frustrations with a specific card or commander that you're seeing a lot. I should also mention that we're going to be talking a lot about commander because we're all commander players. Hey. hey. Yeah. So let's get into it, guys. I got, I got, a, I got a couple salty posts that I want to bring to the table here. I guess I just like hit it, right? Yeah, just rip it from the top. Just rip one. All right, this this one came from today, uh, and this is June 14th, um, in case this ever gets released in the future. Seize the light of day. <laughs> <laughs> this post was uh, posted today, and it is titled, Maybe Commander is Not For Me. And it was from <laughs> a user, User Balby. Thank you, User Balby. If you guys see User Balby on the subreddit, give him, give him an upvote. So he says... Hello, everyone. So I've been playing Commander for four, maybe five months now. I really enjoy Commander, creating decks and researching cards. I find it really fun, but I don't know if it's the community as a whole or the stores I frequent, but in the vast majority of games, people would rather talk and build a personal army than actually play. No one attacks or does anything to another player, just talk for four to six rounds, and then the game starts. When someone tries to attack or negate, people team up against that player and then continue to do nothing. I am not a tryhard or anything, but WTF is the deal with this commander friendship in which people team up in the middle of the game to help each other. I find this very strange. It seems that no one wants the game to end until everyone has played all of the cards in the deck. Does this happen to you? And if it does, and you also find it strange, or is this just a part of commander? And then he also has an edit. Edit, some of you are thinking my deck is too strong. Well, it isn't. It's $120. Rem Karulis Stalwart Slayer. Deck without a combo or anything fancy. 
So CEDH is not an option. Hmm. There's a lot there. There's a lot to get into. The first and most important, though, is that, uh, you know, he talks about negate. Blue is a trash color for trash players. So uh, <laughs> that's all I have to say. Tony plays multiple blue decks. So <laughs> no, he, he did have to be convinced to start running it, I feel like. I don't know, man. He's got a bunch of blue decks. That's not true. <laughs> They're telling well, you lies, fans. It is so true. But anyway, let's, let's deep dive into that bad boy. Sam, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so this is an interesting one. I mean, this, like, to me speaks to table power imbalance or, or even even just beyond that, like, theory of the game, you know? Yeah. Well, it seems like a lot of it is the this beginning piece of, like, the first four or five turns, nobody really wants to do anything because everybody's trying to make friends. You don't want to make any enemies. Mm -hmm. And, like, there's sort of a new social contract that started that, like, oh, you don't touch anybody's board for the first five turns in a lot of metas. I'm not going to say it's every one of them, but I, I think that's pretty common. Definitely. I mean, I, I, I'm picking up on the exact same thing. I mean, it just sounds like a play group that wants that kind of kitchen table like battle cruiser i think is a term that a lot of people use for this type of play where everybody wants to see their deck do the thing that it was designed to do you're not really trying to disrupt each other too much it's like let's all build our biggest army and then smash against each other you know yeah, it's like i want to do a cool thing don't touch me while i'm trying to build to the cool thing yeah and then i mean he's talking about you know, people like teaming up and kind of making these like deals at the table uh, to to kind of stomp at anyone who's sort of, you know, trying to like jostle things around and rustle some jimmies. And I, I mean, I, I think some groups just want that. They want to get to that point. So they're like helping each other get to that point. And yeah, I think a lot of people make the preemptive deal, though, that like doesn't really advance their board state much. It's just like, don't touch me and I won't do anything to you. And like... It sort of just makes games go longer usually because like everybody's like, oh, yeah. I can't touch someone else, like blah, 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 blah. So I, I see how this could create salt. Totally. I also think that those players want that, you know? They want, like there's a type of True. player that wants a long game. Like when they play a three to four hour game, they're like, man, that was fucking so dope and awesome. What an amazing game. My board state was crazy. I had like... 30 10 10s and i swung in and you blocked them all like it was insane you know <laughs> yeah so i mean for this guy to me this speaks to and, and he says it i mean this is like local friendly gaming store play you know like it seems like somebody who is just sitting in the wrong type of meta he's playing with people who want battle cruiser he clearly wants something more interactive it can also be really hard sometimes i feel like especially for newer players to kind of identify what's like fair politics yeah. like what's just like someone being like hey i'll deal with this threat if you don't attack me for a turn and like a new player might see that and say oh we're just not attacking each other like what's this you know kind of friendship going on when in reality that's like you know the both players are benefiting from that they, they're making a political deal in order to actually get something out of it so it, it, i think that could be one of the things we're seeing with this kind of new player here too yeah that's a really good point mike i mean i i guess i forgot that this person is a new player you know we got to keep in mind that this person's new so they're probably coming over from the constructed formats uh you know like standard and and maybe even modern or something uh, like that that are straight in i feel like a lot of people are straight into commander these days you know yeah definitely could be but like either way i mean it is commander is a casual format even in cdh 
deals don't happen often, but they do sometimes happen. <laughs> like even at its most competitive, you can still see that like kind of friendly deal making to a mutual yeah, benefit. It, 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 I feel like the main piece here is that like the casualness of the format can drive some salt because Definitely. of the fact that like no one advances board states as a result of trying to be friends with everyone. Yeah. Like if you're at a table and three people are playing battle cruiser and you're trying to play something faster paced and more uh, Wombo combo, you're going to start to feel super salty. You know, it's going to be frustrating, man. For sure. So what's the overall salt rating of this? Uh, <laughs> what's the overall salt rating on this post? How salted do we feel they were? I think it's lightly seasoned on this one. Yeah, I think I'd agree there. Yeah, I think that's really, really a pinch and someone trying to figure out how they can avoid dropping the rest of their gameplay and experience right into the bowl of salt that uh, could be further down yeah. in their future. <laughs> uh, I also do want to shout out a couple comments on this post. Um, Garbizi, who's the top comment. Good for you, Garbizi. Get Get that karma. They say, play a goad deck and laugh, which is, <laughs> which is a great comment. <laughs> oh, that is a win, too. Talk about salt. Nothing I love more than being forced to attack. Exactly, yeah. Like, time to reverse that salt and really make those those Battlecruiser players frustrated. <laughs> and to, to Balby's credit, the OP, they respond back, and they're like, hey, give me some deck ideas. So who knows? Maybe Balby might bring in... Might be bringing some uh, salty Marisi build to uh, a table <laughs> near them soon. Yeah, I, I love that. Uh, if nothing else, for the fact that it's pretty rare on a Reddit post to see someone say, hey, I'm having this issue. Have other users give them, hey, like, here's a, an actual potential solution. And then the original poster be like, oh, great. Like, I feel like 95% of the time the, the OP is like, uh, no, you just didn't understand what I was saying <laughs> in my post. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, and someone else in here mentions uh, the obtuse coconut says, sounds like you've got Sid Meier's Civ players in your StarCraft II lobby, which is a reference to that Pleasant Kenobi professor video where they talk about like balancing power level and stuff like that. It's a great video if, if uh, you haven't checked it out. There's a really great breakdown of like, playing to your outs, table balance, all that kind of stuff. All right, let me let me grab another one here, guys. So I found a pretty good one from Monday Morning, which is the weekly sticky thread on the EDH subreddit where people complain about their playgroups, which will be a rich, rich vein for this podcast. This is, this is a little long, but it's really good. So this comes to us from user Mooberries. You guys see Mooberries on the subreddits, give them an upvote. This past weekend, I was a complete asshole in my playgroup, and my regret is profound. What a start. It's like <laughs> so good. <laughs> Four player game, everyone is sitting pretty at about 20 life each except me. My luck, the game was just awful, and I spent the whole time trying to fix everyone's mess. Tutoring to wipe the board for this guy, protecting that guy, agreements with this guy over here, and just getting wrecked by terrible top decks. I ended up at four life. The third player in rotation says, well, if I can take him out, him being um, our buddy Mooberries here, if I can take him out, I can just hold out and deal with the board later. Swings 38 damage at me, life linking and trample. Me, the guy who spent the entire game playing catch up to the opponents and was barely making headway. I scooped in the declare blockers step. 
and the guy lost it. I was so salty for being excommunicadoed from a game I lost from turn two that I scooped so he couldn't gain the life. He died the following turn to the player to my right because he took an absolute onslaught of damage. He wouldn't talk to me and promised that we'd never play again. At the time, I defended my actions because I felt like he was being an ass, but I later apologized after everyone calmed down a bit. We made amends, sorta. He apologized and said he's dealing with a lot of outside stuff, uh, outside of magic. But man, the guilt has totally taken over me. I can't believe I let a game get under my skin so deep that I caused a friend to literally lose right in front of me. Uh, so yeah, I was an asshole this weekend. Hell yeah, he was. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, talk about house he rules. Was. Like That's definitely the thing you want to do. But like for me conceding is that sorcery speed you can't do that shit instant speed like come on man yeah no one no one scoops at instant speed with pure intentions oh yeah that that is the root of this <laughs> <laughs> like you scoop at instant speed to deny combat damage like some effect a spell resolving like you're you're doing it specifically to fuck someone over <laughs> yeah a hundred percent yep but man, I also totally feel that salt of being like feeling mistargeted, feeling like you've done a ton for the board, and then you know having other people just like turn around and like smack you for no reason. Yeah, and I think this guy might. I mean, I'm reading into it a lot here, so feel you know I'm aware of that's that's what's going on. But this guy mentions that he lost from turn two. Uh, to me, that says that he kept a really bad hand, <laughs> and then just like was kind of dealing with that for the entire game gets down to four No, mike it was all gas it was <laughs> yeah, all gas it was five cards of gas and two of the cards that let you light that on fire <laughs> i don't know this happens to me sometimes too where the games where i'm the saltiest are when i've made some mistake that has then cascaded into me being super behind and then i get killed and it's like not only not only do you feel like other players are targeting you, but you feel like you failed in the beginning, and then you just kind of start taking it out on other people, <laughs> yeah. like just getting really upset about you it. You just yeah. feel stupid, and then you get defensive. <laughs> yeah, man, this resonates a lot with me. Like the 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 deep regret. Um, I mean, Tony and Mike know that I am I'm the saltiest player in our group. <laughs> We, we track stats, people. It's true. Yeah, we actually... Uh, we track our saltiest moments. We track all of our games, and we keep track of, of who the saltiest baby is every game. <laughs> For a while, I, I, I got up to like, I don't know, I think maybe like 16 or 17% salt. And for the last year maybe eight months to a year, I've been hovering around like 12 to 14%. So it hasn't been too bad. I'm at 13 <laughs> well, and a half right now. <laughs> we talked about this before, right? It's like, as soon as you start tracking something like that in a meaningful way, no one wants to be the saltiest. Oh, <laughs> so it immediately drives down your levels. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, advice to everybody, start tracking your games and track stuff like that. Like if someone has some weird behavior at your table, like turn it into a funny joke and start tracking it and then watch as that behavior gets corrected so quickly. <laughs> yeah. And and to be fair, that is something that mostly works like in a really consistent pod like ours. Like yes. we have the, you know, the the pleasure of being able to play in a pretty, pretty set group of four. Yep. Um, and a lot of these posts that we'll see, and I think we'll actually notice this as we go through more of them too, 
a lot of the posts that we'll probably be seeing are people playing in game stores where not only do you have this environment where you don't know the people but you also could be getting all kinds of like characters that are coming into your game and sitting across the table from you so definitely man yeah i mean you know friendly friendly local gaming stores are awesome for so many reasons but in my experience like magic the gather magic the gathering metas in those stores can be really tough uh to navigate especially in a in a format like edh that's so casual and has such a broad spectrum you know you're just sitting down and you want something completely different out of the game than others for sure like i said i have definitely had this regret for salt there have been times where i've played games with you guys and i got really salty and i like text you afterwards and i'm like hey man i'm sorry <laughs> i feel so bad i i am stupid and mean and <laughs> for just real. beating myself up before we get too far from it then uh what's the what's the salt rating here what's the... oh this is this is soup this is a full shaker i think i think it's a full shaker probably on both sides because again we talk about it like to scoop at instant speed is a move oh like, yeah that <laughs> no yeah. purity in it yeah. i mean this person is definitely salty and the other person oh they were like seething they were like yeah <laughs> yeah i'm never gonna play with you is is very high up there on possible salty outcomes <laughs> of, a, of a play or a situation i mean yeah. it, i'm glad that it, it seems to have have worked out for um the op here but man that is uh that is definitely a rough situation yeah um but yeah you know you can't scoop at uh instant speed just don't do that you, you can you can but as long as you realize that uh by not doing it you're you're preserving one last piece of integrity <laughs> and kind of going out with honor and another way to look at it honestly is not only are you denying you know your opponent the satisfaction of like a a, a true resounding kill on you and a lifelink obviously yeah but you're also you're denying yourself the satisfaction of doing one of those funny you know command zone game nights death animations <laughs> 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 so you know and, instead of instead of wimping out and conceding an instant speed just you know take it to the face and and deal with it i think well so should we move on to the the new section or do another post so I have a post that then has a um, parody version. I don't know exactly <laughs> how we'd want to swing like talking about both of these. It's not so much salt. It's just like someone feeling bad. <laughs> so this, what, what's the name of this segment? Memes with Mike. Hell yeah. All right. <clears throat> yeah. So, okay. So we've got, we've got two posts here. One is the real post. Um, and one is you know, uh, another player's take on what, what sometimes happens or a potential similar situation. So here, this post is from user control XJ and it is Tom. I realized I screwed you. I'm sorry. And I want to give you the packs I won. So Saturday afternoon, I was in a commander legends, Baldigate pre-release draft in a three man pod with another regular and a new player named Tom, who was just getting into magic. Tom played Modified Memory, targeting my creature and the third person's. The other guy bounced his creature, so the exchange didn't happen. Third guy and I both told him that the card draw didn't happen either. He accepted that, and I went on to win the game and six CLB set boosters. 
Later, I got home and was looking at a copy I had and thought about that play and went on Ask a Judge and found out we were wrong and we had screwed him out of three cards. Rude. In fairness, the word neither is a little confusing, but that's no excuse. It was an innocent mistake, but also sloppy because if I could think about it later, I should have done so during the game. Tom, if you're reading this, I hope you go back to the store. I feel awful and I want to give you the packs I won. Six new ones, of course. I'm ex post facto disqualifying myself and the other guy who made the same mistake. I'll be there this Friday night again for the release, but if you go back anytime, the store owner is ready to give you those packs on my account. It's a real nice store and nice people, and I'd hate to think you felt that the regulars took advantage of you. <laughs> oh, man. I love these, like, regret posts. Uh, and, and it's almost like a, um, like, you see these every once in a while on the Magic subreddits. It's like a missed connection post where it's like, <laughs> yeah. hey, I was at the bar downtown, and I was wearing like a jean jacket and you were the the blonde girl who's five feet tall and you know we talked about blah 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 and i never got your number this reads exactly like that like tom <laughs> yeah i hope you find this message and i can give you these booster packs back like like tom is gonna yeah, fucking really tom who is new to magic is gonna be on the subreddit oh, whatever it's just, <laughs> it's just silly <laughs> yeah it's amazing and it's also i love that like this this is not a small post you know this this had like 1400 yeah, uploads dude. like this a lot of people were looking it at got it locked um, it, it got locked by it mods got locked. has tom found it is the real question i i doubt it it's, it's too locked for yeah. tom to find it but I, I think one of the interesting things too and again we were talking a little bit about new players the other day is that if you've got a new player you kind of have to be really careful because when you're new and like you don't know so much stuff, it can be so easy for something to just be kind of off in a way that you're not expecting and it to be catastrophic or like super frustrating to play against. Um, when we recently helped our friend Brett start playing, I guess this was, you know, over half a year ago, so not that recent. One of the things that, you know, can happen is you deal with some situation or, or they play a card hoping for it to resolve in a certain way. And then you have to pull out your like, well, actually, Cap, and be like, no, that's that's not how that card's going to work. You're not going to get to do all this cool stuff. And then, you know, that can be, like, so salt-inducing, like, right then. So definitely when you have newer players, finding a way to be like, hey, totally get that that's what you're expecting to happen, or talk through with those players, like, hey, just so you know, this is what's going to happen if you try and do that. So Totally, man. That's, that can be, like, super frustrating when you're building a deck and I mean, this shit still happens to me frequently enough, <laughs> frequently enough where I uh, have felt this frustration recently with my Togo Keskit Artifact Aristocrats deck, where you're, you're reading these cards and you're like, man, this is going to do something crazy with my other cards. And then you finally play it and everyone's like, that's not what that does. And you're like, <laughs> I'm embarrassed and I'm stupid and I hate this game. I feel like this goes back to the golden rule of reading the card explains the card. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you mentioned that, Tony, because this is the spell they were talking about. Modify memory. It's a five mana sorcery in blue. And it reads, exchange control of two target creatures controlled by different players. If you control neither creature, draw three cards. Rules layer? Wouldn't have it resolved on the one creature? No, exchanges require both oh, of the targets never mind. to be balanced still at the end. 
And then it says, if you control neither, draw three cards. So does removing one target fizzle it or does it just fizzle the exchange? Yeah, it just cancels out the exchange. And then you still draw the three cards. So, I mean, it makes Mm -hmm. sense. Like it's a weird card. Yeah, it is odd. There's also, I I don't even know how you would evaluate, like if one of the creatures you were targeting for the exchange was yours and then you removed it, you might actually then get the three cards because as it resolves, you control no creatures targeted by it. Not exactly sure if it's working that way, but that that card definitely has some weird implications. That is a very weird card. Well, so I'm just going to throw out here, there's another user's take on how this situation unfolded. And frankly, I think a lot of players at local game stores might actually feel this way. So I think we've read the rarer case of someone actually feeling bad. But another perspective is, is this post posted by uh, user we skull five days ago uh, and it's tom i realized i screwed you i'm not sorry and i want to make sure you know it <laughs> saturday afternoon i was in a clb pre-release draft in a three-man pod with another regular and some idiot named tom who was a total noob <laughs> tom played modify memory targeting my creature and the third person's the other guy bounced his creature, so the exchange didn't happen. Get good, nerd. <laughs> the third guy and I both told him that the card draw didn't happen either, because reading the card explains hey. the card. He accepted that and went on to win the game in six CLB set boosters, like an absolute chad. Later, I got home and was looking at a copy I had and thought about that play and went on Ask a Judge and found out we were wrong and we had screwed him out of three cards. Sweet. <laughs> Tom, if you're reading this, I hope you don't go back to the store. I feel amazing and I want to give you the packs and I want to give you the packs I won. Six opened packs, just the wrapper, of course, not the cards. I'm ex post facto nominating myself and the other guy who made the same mistake as player of the year. I'll be there this Saturday again for the release, but if you go back anytime, the store owner is ready to tell you to leave immediately. It's a really nice store with nice people, and I'd hate for you to ever step foot in that store again. <laughs> Yo, fucking champ. That is so good. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's a definite yeah. upvote. Hit that guy. Yeah, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah, you gotta upvote You gotta one. upvote it. That's super, super good. So, hey, let's... Um, I think it is time to go to Mike with the salty card of the week. bum ba All right. So for our salty card of the week, I'm actually going to cheat because it's the pilot episode and I'm going to do all three of the top three saltiest cards based on salt score from EDH rec. So for listeners that don't know about this EDH rec, one of the popular uh, websites for looking at, you know, synergies and different commanders and cards. It has a salt score, which is a kind of community gathered rating of how salty cards make people so their top cards are uh, you can go look at the top hundred of them um, but you can see the salt score for most cards so the top three salty cards are all related that's why we're going to group them together and they're stasis winter orb and static orb so respectively the effects on that are players skip their untapped steps and then as long as Winter Orb is untapped, players can't untap more than one land during their untapped steps. And lastly, if Static Orb is untapped, players can't untap more than two permanents during their untapped steps. Brutal. So to start, I want to hear from uh, each of you, 
does this card make you salty i'll go first i'm fucking i'm feeling salt right now and i'm not even playing <laughs> i'm not gonna lie my my first guess in my head was like narset part of veils because it says you can't draw but this one just says you can't fucking play magic basically yeah like you get to watch while somebody else twiddles themselves for another 13 turns until they actually win oh my god i feel the salt seething in my body <laughs> yes <laughs> all right sam does this make you salty uh yes it does i mean the, these effects definitely make me salty i think the problem with effects like this is most of the times i've come up against them like the person just doesn't have an out and you're just sitting there for turn after turn <laughs> and you're like dude you gotta win like you can lock me out but win don't just lock me out and let me like die but also, I do want to mention, just because of Tony's salt, I remember when I bought a copy of Winter Orb, Tony got, like, mad at me for even owning it. <laughs> he was like, he was like, you fucking piece of shit. I can't believe you bought that card. <laughs> I still have it, man. Well, because, it's, again, it's just like, I think that the key point is what you hit on there is that, you know, Anytime you see these in casual, like CDH, sure, there's like a win con involved, but like most people play it and they're like, again, I'm going to twiddle for the next like 10 turns to try and do something. So I either like concede because I'm bored out of my mind or like someone winds up removing it 10 turns later and we're like, great, this was a great like waste of, you know, an hour of our time. Instead of the game being like 45 minutes, it turns into like an hour and a half, two hour slog. And you're just like, why am I here? <laughs> what about you, Mike? Salty. So I, I actually think I have the, the rare pleasure of not being made super salty by these cards, but it is exactly for the reasons that you guys mentioned. The only times that I've actually come across these at a table, I was playing against Pat in some CDH and he played out an Urza, which has mm. the ability to tap an artifact for mana. So using that, he could tap his Winter Orb or his Static Orb, I forget which one it was, and break the symmetry. So he was able to untap everything else. We were not able to untap. And it just meant that he was able to close out the game really quickly from yeah, there. That's um, the key, I think. Yeah, and, and so to that point, I've been lucky and that the times where I've had these cards played against me, has it's been fine, right? But... I could totally see some of those games really, really being awful with, with everyone just slogging through, untapping one thing at a time or two things at a time. These cards are kind of interesting because I do think that their presence in casual commander is kind of mythical. Like everybody hates these cards, but I've never seen them in a casual EDH deck ever. Uh, the only time I've ever seen yeah. it has, like what you said, Mike, has been when I'm facing an Urza deck or um, I think there's another commander that, that does that too. That is a dragon from Brickshaven. Oh, oh, Galazeth. Yeah, so this is Galazeth. the key. All this shit's blue. So like anytime you try and remove the thing, they're just like, oh, counter. Oh, counter. Fucking blue. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but but at that point, like it's like a win con almost, right? Like you just, you just kind of let it happen. Yeah, it's just slow death for like, again, 10 turns and then you're finally out of it. The, the only time I've, played against stasis was in college when i was first getting into first like really getting into magic and a friend of mine had a 60 card deck that included stasis and chronotog and i think he he was <laughs> doing something where he was he put stasis out and then he was using chronotog to skip his own turn so he wouldn't have to pay for stasis to keep it going and just like locked out the game in a really weird way um <laughs> 
but yeah it was at that point it was more like cool than frustrating yeah yeah actually i think looking at these i think you could run maybe not static orb but winter orb in your togo casket deck oh because it gets around to you and you just sacrifice you're it you're totally right i could i probably could yeah i'm just trying to help you get out of that top salt position uh, and boost <laughs> tony's numbers up a little bit my salt will be so immediate <laughs> And that'll be good because you'll have two players to hate it for it <laughs> instead of just the normal one. Uh, that's a good salty. That, that's a good selection of salty cards. I, I did run, um, I think I tried to run Stasis in my Chain Veil Tefiri deck. And I remember the one time I played it, I <laughs> I thought I had a way to break parity and I didn't really. I think like my Tefiri just got removed and then I, Stasis was just out. And, and it was just like four turns went by and nothing happened uh, for anyone <laughs> mm -hmm. so i took it out of sounds that like a fun game yeah it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> fun it's like early cdh days for us well sweet guys so that is our episode so this is the howling salt mine podcast you can find us on the various magic subreddits our username is the howling salt mine also, feel free to, to email us if you have like a really cool salty story that you want us to tell on the show. Um, we will we will gladly tell it uh, or like a really cool moment where you made someone else salty. We will definitely tell that. Our Gmail account is howlingsaltmine at gmail.com. All one word, howlingsaltmine at gmail.com. Yeah, just, just shoot us an email and um, feel free to throw your Reddit tag in there and we'll we'll give you a shout out uh, and try to keep it like kind of brief like I, I found some great salty posts that are like two pages and i ain't reading that shit no one's got time for that <laughs> ain't nobody got time for that <laughs> <laughs> those do not make it so once again i'm sam i'm tony and i'm mike and as always stay salty and don't forget to draw an additional card during your draw step it's the howling saltmine. The howling saltmine. I like that the Reddit tag was like howling saltmine, and you didn't remember that, <laughs> dude. I had to look it up. I couldn't remember if it was the howling saltmine or howling saltmine. Hell yeah! Hold on, let me say the sign-off slogan, and then you can. Tear me apart. <laughs> <laughs>